like you just have to think a little bit outside the box. Cause if you said, you know, to someone, well, I'm a makeup artist and I get a lot of my clients from LinkedIn, they probably would be like, huh? It really is like a great avenue um, to do that. And then to build that rapport with your clients, like I said, get recommendations and stuff on your profile. So people can just go there and learn everything about you in one place. Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love and live my best life. Now I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week here on the Girl Means Business podcast. We are on to week two of our social media series, and I am really excited for today's guest. I think you're going to love her. I think you're going to love the topic we're talking about today. So I can't wait to dive in. But before we get to that, I have a really quick favor to ask you. If you've been listening to the show and you like the content, you like the episodes that you're hearing, could you please do me a really big favor and head over to iTunes and leave me a quick review? Even if you don't listen to this podcast on the Apple iTunes platform, if you don't mind heading over there and just leaving me a quick review, I would so appreciate it. Not only does it help me to know what content to create for you, the listener, but it lets other people know that this is the type of podcast they might want to listen to or check out. So I thank you for everybody that has already left me a review. If you have not, and you are finding lots of value and content in this podcast that you are enjoying, that is the easiest and fastest way to let me know that you appreciate the content I'm putting out for you each week. So again, just hit pause for a quick second, head over to your iTunes app, and make sure you leave me a quick review. Thanks guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Today's episode is going to be really fun. We are talking all about LinkedIn. Now, when you probably heard me say we were starting up a social media series, you probably didn't think LinkedIn was going to be one of the ones we were talking about. It's not the most common social media platform out there. And to be perfectly honest, I am not a user of LinkedIn currently. I always assumed that LinkedIn was a platform for people in the business world looking to find jobs or find employers. It didn't occur to me that a small business owner like myself could utilize LinkedIn to grow my business. But after talking to our amazing guest today, Megan, I have learned so much about LinkedIn. I cannot wait to dive into this platform and start using it to help get the word out there about this podcast and other exciting things that we have going on in the Girl Means Business world. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with my friend Megan and talk all about LinkedIn. Hi, Megan. How are you? I am doing so good. How are you, Kendra? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today and to talk about LinkedIn, which is something I'm not super familiar with, and we'll definitely get into that. But before we jump in, I want you to introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, what you do, and tell us your story. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. 
Uh, I am Megan Stratton. I live in the beautiful scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, with my wild, uh, almost three-year-old daughter named McCartney, after Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Oh, I love that name. Yes, we love. We call her Mick. Oh, I think it's cool because I gave her the name. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, almost three-year-old daughter, and then my husband Mark. And I still work in corporate America. I work for an NBC television station doing uh, digital marketing and overseeing all the digital efforts there. And then when I am not doing that, I have a podcast called The Unshaken Podcast. Um, I have a blog. I have a LinkedIn course. And I love margaritas and oysters. That's basically what I'm <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I that's there's there's so much going on there. I can like you have a full time job and you do all these other things and a little like a toddler basically. Do you not sleep? <laughs> do you just drink lots of coffee? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I do that. I definitely drink all the coffee. Um, but I'm one of those hardcore morning routine people. And believe me, it took me years. I'm not even going to say like weeks or months to get there, but years. Uh, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And yeah, so that's where I find the time is in my, the mornings are like my sacred time because it doesn't take anything away from my family or time I get to spend there. Um, and then you just have to get like hyper organized on what you say yes to and what you say no to. So it is crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I know there's been times that I've thought, you know, I've got two daughters, I have a seven and a three. And I've thought like, oh, this would have been so much better if I'd started all of this like way before I had kids and I'd have all this time. But then I start realizing like, you know, I don't know. There's something about that balancing act that you do that is part of what makes the magic happen, I guess. Like, I think that if I had done this years ago before having kids, I don't know that I would have either worked as hard or been as resourceful as I have been, you know, you kind of are forced to do things that you wouldn't have been forced to do. And not that there's anything against people who don't have kids. I'm sure that they do an amazing job as well, but there's something about when you're trying to do it all and it's overwhelming, it's exhausting, but it's also like so rewarding when you're able to get it done. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. It's like a mom superhero, like superpower that we have because Mm -hmm. Remember before I had my daughter, I thought I was so busy and I was like tired. I was like, oh, I've got all these things going on. And now I really have all these things going on. But, you know, thinking about like the legacy that I want to build for her, that's the best motivation ever. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, see ya. I'm out of the bed. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What I think too. And and again, I can only speak to this because I have girls as well. There's something about being a girl mom and you're like, I want to show them just how badass I can be. I want to show them just what women are capable of doing. Like my husband and I were having a conversation a couple weeks ago and he had just gotten a promotion or a new job with promotion, bigger pay, this and that. And he was like, well, my goal is that, you know, I make enough money that, that we don't have to worry about anything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, my goal is I want to make enough money that you don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I was like, I don't want it to be all on you. And then randomly I was doing something around the house this weekend. And my oldest one was like, well, should we wait till daddy gets home to do this? I'm like, no, I'm like, we don't need a daddy to do this. I'm like, I can take care of this. I'm like, I, I got, I think I was using power tools. My dad, she was probably like, Oh, maybe not. (laughs) But I was like, I love showing them that women are capable of doing anything that they put their minds to. I think that's such an interesting, you know, it's such an exciting life lesson to teach them. 
Oh, preach it, girl. Like that is like my mantra. Like when I'm downstairs at 5 a.m. working out and it sucks because I am like 5'2". I'm shaped like a chicken nugget, mainly because that's what I like to eat. And I am just so tired. I'm like, you can do hard things, Megan. And you have to be able to like chase your daughter around. And you don't want like your husband to be able to run faster and jump on the trampoline more. Like you got this. So yes. I For the people listening to this later on, they can't see the fact that I almost just spit my water out when you said the chicken nugget. Part. <laughs> that might be the greatest thing I've ever heard. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm super excited. I think... I don't know. You have a lot to share with us today, I know, but I want to talk a little bit first about the fact that you still work your full-time nine-to-five job, which sounds like it's not just some sit in a cubicle all day and you know type on a computer. You sound busy. It sounds like a pretty important thing. So how do you balance it all? And I know you mentioned the routine thing, but is there in the future for you to go full-time? What's, what's your plan? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Good questions. So yes, it is definitely anything but a desk job. I'm in charge of... um, pretty much everything online that functions for the new station on a sales uh, side of things. So I am training my team once a week and putting together presentations. I'm out on about 15 client calls a week. And so I thrive in that adrenaline rush and high stress environment, kind of like we were talking about when you're a mom, you have just like this, you know, more ability to go, go, go. And I think that's just something that you, you know, God gave us. But um, one of the big things for me is I really did have to get great at telling people no, because some days I record a podcast in my car at lunch on my phone and all the girls are going out to eat lunch and get sushi. And I'm like, man, that would be great, but I can't. And same thing goes for at work. If, you know, people want to like chit chat and stuff, I'm not saying that I don't Um, do that at all. But you have to get so good at saying no, because when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. And most of the time, that is me putting time into my business or my family or something else. So eventually, I would love to go full time. If you would have asked me that even a year ago, I probably would have said, 
no, I love working with broadcast media. I love being like the digital girl for like the go-to for all of this stuff. But really what I am chasing after is like, like work balance freedom. And the days that I get that are the days that I'm like more fired up than ever. So I think eventually it's definitely going to be my full-time plan uh, hopefully nobody at work listens to this and says anything. <laughs> no, they know, they know. And it's, it's kind of great because the path that I have been on in this full-time corporate world is really what gave me the skill set and the knowledge and the tools and the expertise to say, Hey, I'm going to be able to do this on my own in a different capacity. So I'm super thankful and grateful for it, but that's a very long winded way of saying, yes, I would like to go full-time eventually. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask is, do, is what you do in your nine to five, is that kind of what got you into your side business? So that roadmap is pretty wonky. What really got me into like what the bug that bit me that was on the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial side was the podcast. So I had just had a baby. I had wicked, wicked postpartum. I wouldn't even call it postpartum depression. I would call it postpartum anxiety. Um, like I wouldn't, didn't want my husband to hold our daughter. I was very nervous to leave her. Like I would stay up for days on end. Like I just could not get a grasp on how to manage those feelings. And so my co-host that was, is also one of my best friends started sending me podcasts and she said, Hey girl, like, I know you're having a rough time. Start listening to some of these shows. And so I started listening to podcasts and I was just like, oh my gosh, if I can create something to like help just women, not even just moms, just like women not feel so terrible about their bodies and beat down by, you know, their everyone around them. And if they are a mom, like to get rid of this like feeling that I had, I'm going to do it. And so that's really what like started it. And then it just bursted open the doors of online courses and mentorship programs and masterminds and just like the whole online world of like virtual assistants and, you know, photographers that can create your graphics and so many things for me that now I'm just so on fire about it. And after I've um, made, you know, my first like passive income course on LinkedIn and I started taking on some clients and really coaching and mentoring women on how to get their business off the ground. Like, I just feel like I can't be stopped. So that's really what happened is it was something that I totally didn't think would turn into a business that now I can't see any way around it, but being like my full-time life passion that just happens to make me money. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I think it's so fun to hear people's stories. That's why I always start with that question because I love I love people's why. I like hearing about like not only why you do what you do, but how did you get there? Because we all have this journey. I think a lot of times it's easy to look at people and think, oh, well, they were just kind of destined to do that. Or, oh, they've always been really good at X, Y, Z. That's why they do what they do. But when you look at somebody else's journey and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Like that sounds like me, like my journey of going from, you know, I went from loving to take pictures for fun with my I can like, what do you call it? The, the wind, like disposable cameras in high school to being a full-time teacher for 14 years and then rediscovering photography and that leading into 
you know, my passion for helping women and just what, like when you, that hindsight 2020, when you can kind of see how everything has fallen in place to create this perfect mm-hmm. spot for you to be in a position to help other people. And it's really easy when you're in the trenches to go, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to get to where that person is, or I'm never, I don't have that same you know, journey that they had, or it's been more difficult for me than it was for her or, or the other side around is like, well, I've had it really easy. So maybe this isn't for me because it's too easy. And yeah. when you look at it, it's just like, no, your path to where you are is what makes you valuable to your clients. It's, it kind of sets the world on fire. You're just like, okay, then let's get this thing rocking and rolling. <laughs> yes. Boom. I love that too. You're bringing the heat on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if we start talking about like just helping women, I get fired up and I get excited yeah, and, you know, kind of like you talked about like with your podcast, like that's what you just kind of had that like lightning bolt moment of like, this is what I meant to do and leading it into other things. You know, for me, it was kind of the reverse of like, I was helping women one-on-one and I was getting this rush of excitement and adrenaline to be like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I've just helped this woman do something incredible in her business. And now she's able to pay for vacation or she's able to you know, spend on groceries or do whatever. And then the idea of taking that into a larger platform like this podcast and just hearing how much is helping all these people, like that's what drives me every single morning to get up and to do these interviews and to record the episodes. And when I'm sitting in my office by myself doing episodes of just me talking, I'm like, okay, I'm not just talking into a a screen. I'm talking to somebody. I have to remind myself that. Yes. (laughs) So how long have you been doing your podcast? So we launched our podcast in February of this year and we are, we are doing season. So we just launched season three and we've changed it a little bit. So traditionally we just had one episode every Thursday, which was pretty much geared towards um, lifestyle, motherhood, business. And what we were finding out is women wear so many hats and like them, sometimes you just want to like listen to a show of like, mom confessions or like something funny, like a gift guide, just like light. And then other times you want to like be set on fire. Like, yes, girl, I definitely know how to grow an email list and get more clients now. So what we did is we split the show on Tuesdays. It's the business series with just me and it's all business content. And then on Thursdays, it's like lifestyle, motherhood, a lot lighter. Um, so that it kind of pertains to whatever you want. Like you can take in whatever kind of content you're feeling that day. That's awesome. That's a lot of content to create though. <laughs> it is girl. It is. <laughs> oh my gosh. When you said twice a week, I'm like, holy crap, I'm doing good to get one a week. And, and to be honest, I just started working with a, um, an assistant who's kind of taking over the back end of the podcast stuff, like all the, the graphics and the show notes and the transcripts and all that kind of stuff. And so now I have to work, definitely work in batches and like get ahead of myself. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I couldn't even imagine if I had to do this twice a week. So bless you for that. (laughs) But that's awesome. I love that. And I, I love the idea of the mix because I think that's so true. Like I think, and I talk a lot on here about motherhood and about just life in general. And I've done, like I did an episode this summer of like how to survive being a work, you know, a work from home mom with kids at home Mm -hmm. over the summer and things like that. Because I do, I think that, you know, I listen to some of these business shows on podcasts. I'm like, these are all great. But there's sometimes that I don't necessarily want to hear just how to grow my email list or how to do right. a sales funnel. Like I actually want to hear about like other things. That's why I have like 5 million podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to because I'm, I am in different moods. So I think that's really cool that y'all are offering such a variety. 
Yeah. And we've, thank you for that. Thank you for that compliment. And we've just started that. We kicked it off in November. And honestly, I wish we would have done it sooner because, you know, in podcasting world, the metrics are still pretty archaic compared to like other digital mediums and platforms and stuff like that. And um, it has just really taken off and it's been really cool to see that. And I think that's why is because sometimes you don't, you're right. You're like tired and you just want to wash the dishes and like listen to something funny or something like crazy, you know, like out there. I love to listen to like podcasts about like um, serials. One of my favorite. Oh, podcasts. yeah. Storytelling. And then other days you're like, OK, I need to figure out how to do a sales funnel. Where's that podcast? So, yeah, it was definitely um, definitely a good move, I think. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll definitely, so tell us the name of it again real quick. Cause I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, so it's the unshaken podcast. We named okay. it that way because that's how we want to be as women, just unshaken in everything that you do. So I'm definitely going to link that in the show notes. because I want people to go listen to that one as well. So that'll be on there. Okay. So let's dive into LinkedIn because this is the, the meat of today's episode. And I'm excited to talk about this. So as I mentioned before we started recording, I'm not super familiar with LinkedIn. So I have an account. I've had one for years, but it might still say I'm a teacher. I'm not really sure. <laughs> and um, I think we actually had to get one as a, for teaching or something. I can't remember why I have it, but I've never really used it. I've always thought that it was more of a place where like corporate America kind of goes to find jobs. And like my husband's used it for resumes and things like that. But I would love to know more about, first of all, like sort of what LinkedIn is and how it works. And then let's get into kind of the details of how a business, a small business can use it to grow their business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers. Are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance. But that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one -on -one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one -on -one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one -on -one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. 
Absolutely. So first of all, you're like 99% of the people that I talk to. And that's why like I tell people, okay, we're going to dust off your LinkedIn profile because chances are you have one. But like you said, you're like, I don't know what's on that thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> traditionally, I think that probably six, seven years ago, that's really what LinkedIn was all about is if you needed a job, you could get on there and it was more of like a way to either find a job or connect with other like corporate people. And now it really is just another social platform and a way to increase your reach. But it's so much easier to get your content in front of new people on LinkedIn. It's so much easier to basically be able to say, I, Megan Stratton, want to get in front of someone that is doing a podcast series because I want to be interviewed for that. I mean, you can literally put yourself in front of your ideal audience, whether you are a corporate exec or whether you're a photographer or whether you're a boutique owner. There's so many different avenues now that LinkedIn has where it's really more of a place for everybody to be able to kind of find what they're looking for instead of a stodgy um, corporate white collar come here if you need a job platform. Gotcha. So it's not technically a social media platform or is it? Would you consider it it a social media? Okay. I definitely would. If you asked me, like I said, probably six years ago, I'd say, well, it's a great place to have your resume. It's a great place for people to find you. And I'll back up just for a minute. Every job, or I, I call them career, every career that I have had, which has basically been in digital marketing or digital sales um, at television stations, I got from LinkedIn. Um, okay. Yeah. And then even my podcast editor I hired off of LinkedIn. Our virtual assistant is off of LinkedIn. I've gotten Instagram brand collaborations off of um, LinkedIn. Wow. Because the platform traditionally isn't thought of as an avenue to do that. So when you start doing that, it's just like doors open left and right. (laughs) Well, that's the exciting part because I think, you know, you look at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and I'm primarily Facebook and Instagram and it's so saturated and it's become sort of this wasteland of advertisements and bombardment with just content continuously. And so the idea of LinkedIn kind of being the new frontier is exciting. And especially if you can get in, like you said, you know, people aren't using it for that right now. So this is a great time to get in and start using it so that you're sort of one of the, the first ones essentially. Yeah. And it's, um, I think, you know, LinkedIn traditionally has been a little bit behind other social media platforms. So LinkedIn Live is just starting to come out. But if you are, you know, if you have a blog and you have content or a podcast that you're putting out all the time, LinkedIn has really cool features. Like one of them is called articles. So every single blog post that I do automatically posts to my LinkedIn page underneath articles. So if people search for them just like they normally would on any other platform, they're housed there. Same thing for Pinterest. And then I drive a ton of traffic to my podcast from LinkedIn, especially the business ones, because people are taking in that that type of content. And, you know, I think one of the biggest game changers is, let's say that I wrote a a a, a blog about my morning routine. You know, we talked about that earlier, kind of my jam. And then I shared it and you liked it. 
what would happen is everyone that is on LinkedIn at that time that's on your profile, they would see like, hey, Kendra liked Megan's post. So I'm not connected to them, but you are. And so since you liked my content, it's getting shared to your followers. Then if one of your followers liked it, now it's getting shared to your followers. So you kind of get that idea. It starts to go really, really fast. Um, And, you know, I guess, quote unquote, it gets more viral than it would on a more saturated platform. Okay. So I want to back up for a second. You mentioned that you push all your blog posts to your LinkedIn account. So what are you using to do that? Like, is that something that it automatically does or do you have to link it somehow? How does that work? Yeah. So like I said, LinkedIn is a little bit behind the times (laughs) when it comes to some of those features. So you have to go to your LinkedIn profile and then you just click articles. You upload, just copy and text my pay, uh, copy and paste my text from my blog, grab my same blog photo. And then I link my blog um, directly to my .com there. But what that does is it pushes out that content. It tells my newsfeed, hey, Megan posted an article. And then that kind of type of thing where I said, if you like it or somebody else likes it, it just starts to share. But it's always housed there. So if you went to linkedin.com and you went to my profile, you would see all of my blog content underneath my articles. And that's kind of another thing that I think LinkedIn is fabulous for is just creating authority and creating clout. Because if you go to my LinkedIn profile, I have a ton of recommendations about digital marketing and sales. I have a ton of recommendations, which are basically reviews or testimonials about my course, about being interviewed on podcasts. And so when people are like, huh, I wonder what Megan's up to. And they go to my profile, they're like, well, you know, here's everything in one nice spot. And it's not a filtered image. It's what other people are saying about you. So we, you know, in business, you try so hard to get testimonials. And then I have all of mine housed on one platform. That's amazing. I love that. And I love like, I'm getting into where I'm all about repurposing my content. You know, I I look at for example, these podcasts, I take this podcast and I not only push it out onto like the audio platforms, but then I do the show notes page and I do a transcript page and, you know, I transcribe it. So it's technically a blog post housed on my website. And then I do sound bites and audio clips and graphics and all these different things. And now I'm even pushing it over to YouTube and putting the audio over on YouTube for that purpose. So this is just a really cool, like one more way you can repurpose, which is great because I love the idea of, I tell my listeners all the time, I'm like, it's not about creating a bunch of content. It's about creating content that, and then reusing it consistently. So if LinkedIn is one more way that you can share that content, that's one more place that you can reach people. I love that. I'm going to have to definitely look into that because that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the same way that you use hashtags on Instagram to search, you can do that inside of LinkedIn. And I've had several of my blog posts go viral just from using a hashtag like Monday motivation or gratitude challenge, like things that we typically do in our regular content um, day to day on other social media platforms. But on LinkedIn, it just, for me, what I found is it gains more like traction because there's not a ton of people that are using it for that specific reason. Are they like, is LinkedIn sort of moving the direction of like Facebook and Instagram where it is advertising, like you paid advertisement or is it still all organic? So 
The short answer is yes, there's both. There's definitely um, paid advertisement there. Like I, on the corporate side, a lot of times that's where we post our jobs and pay to post our jobs because you can find higher caliber um, candidates. But as far as like, I have run ads on Facebook to promote my course and I've run ads on LinkedIn to promote my course. And for me specifically, they both do great, but LinkedIn's conversion is higher. So even think about like if you, I have a friend that is a phenomenal makeup artist and she posts on LinkedIn about, do you need help with headshots? Do you need help with family photos? Do you need help with like podcast cover art? Like you just have to think a little bit outside the box. Cause if you said, you know, to someone, well, I'm a makeup artist and I get a lot of my clients from LinkedIn, they probably would be like, huh? It really is like a great avenue. Um, to do that and then to build that rapport with your clients, like I said, get recommendations and stuff on your profile so people can just go there and learn everything about you in one place. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about your profile. So with LinkedIn, like I said, I haven't even looked at mine. I probably should have done that before I came on a chat with you. But <laughs> <laughs> So when you go to your profile, what information or what should it look like? Should it is it similar to like your Facebook profile or your Twitter profile? Like, should the images be the same as like you have on your other fl- platforms? Is there a bio? How does that work? Oh, this is my favorite LinkedIn question. It really is. Like out of all the things that people ask me about it, I love it when people are like, what do I do with my profile? So let's, uh, I'll take it into bite-sized chunks here. Okay. First of all, Yes. Your profile picture, number one, it sounds very easy, but you definitely should have a profile picture. Like think about how creeped out you are when somebody like adds you on Facebook and they have like no profile picture. You're like, oh gosh, this is spam. I get so many connection requests that don't have a profile. And I'm like, girl, you need to put a profile picture on there. (laughs) Yes. Put your profile picture on there. And it doesn't have to be a professional headshot. Like I know you guys can't see me, but like I said, 5'2", chicken nugget-ish, have like platinum blonde hair. I'm very loud. I talk with my hands like this is who I am. So my profile picture is me holding up a coffee cup that has my name on it with my like blonde hair out, my spray tan and all of its glory because that is who you're going to get, you know, day in and day out regardless of what platform I'm on. So if you um, just keep it consistent with your branding, like you said, should it be what you use on other stuff? Absolutely. It should, because it should be a direct reflection of you. And on the same line of a profile picture, you have the opportunity to have a cover photo like you do on Facebook. I love to take this opportunity to go to Canva and create a super easy graphic. Mine has my logo. It has all of the places you can find me. So my Instagram account, my Facebook page, my website, all of that stuff so that when someone goes to my profile on LinkedIn, automatically they know who I am and what I do. Like first impression is everything. So make sure that those two are updated and it's kind of a call to action. Like if somebody goes to my page and it says, you know, listen to the Unshaken podcast, like I'm telling you what I want you to do. And then your headline is also a great way to tell your story. I'll give you a little insider tip here. LinkedIn is going to make you default to whatever your current position is. So for me, it would want to say like digital sales manager for NBC affiliate in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is like, you know, 
kind of want, want, you know, <laughs> it doesn't tell you a lot, but you have the ability to change that. So I change it to tell my story. So now instead of just saying digital sales manager at an NBC station, it says um, digital marketing ninja, sales specialist, podcast host, content creator, motivational mom, and goal crusher. Like that's a lot sexier. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like yeah. people are like, oh, wow. Okay. She has a podcast. She's great at digital sales. She is a mom. She loves to provide motivational content. Like immediately, kind of like an Instagram bio. Immediately they're like, okay, I'm going to stop my scroll and I'm going to check out this girl's profile. So those are my top like three tips for your profile. And tell your story. Like you have a huge block of text to tell your story in your summary. And a lot of times people will write like, if it were me, for instance, if someone was writing in LinkedIn profile, like Megan was born and raised and blah, 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 and was in a career for, no, like mine talks about how I wanted to be in the WNBA when I was super little. And then I realized like that was never going (laughs) to happen. (laughs) You know, I tell my story and I make a human connection. So I think those are like the top, four or five-ish things, I would say. Make sure that your profile picture is updated. You have a call to action in your cover photo. Your headliner is a scroll stopper and that you tell your story and like be who you are on that platform, the same person that you would be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the, all the things. Well, to me, those are great tips for any profile. I mean, great for LinkedIn, but I think those can apply to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well because you know, you've got to have, you know, a good catchy title on Instagram. When somebody goes to your Instagram account, you just, if you just say, you know, photographer, podcaster, they're like, okay, well, that's just like anybody else. But if you make it creative and I just, you know, and I also look at my photography business, I do branding sessions for a lot of um, business owners and it's becoming, people are more aware of these. I think that's so important because headshots are great. I'm not a fan of the typical, like, Stand in front of a gray backdrop, wear a nice button down, turn your shoulder like slightly sideways and smile, right. you know, the real estate kind of head t- headshot. I love doing the ones that show off somebody's personality. I love doing the ones where, you know, like you said, someone's holding up a silly mug or someone's, you know, um, pointing at a sign somewhere or doing something silly or whatever it might be. I think that's really key on every platform. It's And it's not just on LinkedIn. But one thing I think, you know, you kind of hit on was the same photo across the all your mm-hmm. platforms. I think it should be consistent where if someone goes to your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook or your LinkedIn, they know it's you across the board. And if you have one photo here and a different photo here and then another photo here, they're gonna be like, wait, is this the same company? Like, am I, am right. I seeing, is this, am I in the right place? Like, is this a, is this a different brand that I'm, you know, I landed on? So consistency, I think is really key. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So how do you make connections on LinkedIn? Cause I know like, you know, with Instagram and Facebook, you have like followers, things like that. It, how does it work on LinkedIn? Yeah. Great question. So you can go to the LinkedIn search bar and pretty much search for whoever you're trying to find. So let's say if I was trying to find you, you know, I'd just type in your name, but if you're trying to get in front of someone at, um, this is like one of my favorite stories to tell. I worked with a uh, young lady who really wanted to work at Pinterest and we were working together on her LinkedIn profile. And I said, well, have you connected with anybody from Pinterest? And she's like, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, girl, 
So you go to the search bar and you search Pinterest. And everyone who works at Pinterest that has a LinkedIn profile will come up. So we started searching for hiring manager, you know, human resources director, marketing manager, and connecting with all of these people at Pinterest. And she would send them just like a message that we came up with together, talking about like something that she either loved on their profile, you know, just human connection, like mm-hmm. you regular social media. Well, then a Pinterest job opening came up in the Atlanta market where she lived. That's where she wanted to go. So when she applied for that job, it showed that she had like 37 connections at Pinterest. They can see that. And uh, I tell you what, she works at Pinterest in Atlanta right now. So that's that's, amazing. Yeah. Like that's one of my like dust your shoulder off stories because I love to tell that because it shows the power of you being able to get in front of who you want to get in front of. So, you know, of course you can follow um, people like Rachel Hollis or whoever you want on Instagram and you can do that on LinkedIn as well, but it gives you another level to connect with like-minded people. Um, I love to connect with podcasters on there. So if you just go to the search bar and you even type in like mom podcast or business podcast, use it just like a regular search bar. Anyone that has those keywords listed on their profile is going to populate. And then it'll tell you like, if you have any connections in common, it'll tell you if you have any groups in common. Um, And then you can kind of go through and connect. So it's a much more... I think seamless process than really what Facebook has become because I just get, and I feel like most people get inundated with Facebook requests and on LinkedIn, you have a little bit more control over it. And that platform is a tinge more professional. So people are not messaging and saying like, Hey girl, buy my hair care products. They're saying like, Hey, I would love to connect with you and then making a relationship and then talking about what Okay. So I thought of two questions while you were talking about that. My first one is you mentioned the search bar and like typing things in. So where would those keywords need to go? So for example, let's say for my photography business. So if I do weddings, I do portraits, headshots, that kind of stuff. Would I just need to have that in that little summary section or is it through like the post that I'm posting the articles? How does that work? Yeah. Great question. I know I keep saying that, but you're bringing the heat when the que- with the question. So I'm I want to know all the things I'm going to ask know, all the things. <laughs> and I want to tell all the things, so it works out perfect. <laughs> so in that little headliner that we talked about, that's a great place to put some of those keywords. Um, also in the content that you post, hashtag it so that when anybody searches for like wedding photography, you're going to be included in that. And then your summary as well gives you a good opportunity there. And one last place is that there's actually these little, like, they look like stickers, but you, they'll pop up and say, do you want to endorse Megan for digital marketing, sales strategy? And you can just say like, yes. And then when you scroll down, it'll show Megan has been endorsed for, and it's like all of my top skills. And then all of these people that have said, yeah, she's pretty, you know, that's her jam. She's good at that. And so like photography would be one of yours. So when people go on there, they can endorse you for photography and that's another keyword that can show up. So lots of places, but I would say the main, main ones would be your headline because it's going to immediately tell people what you do in your summary. Awesome. Okay. And the second thing was you mentioned groups. So does LinkedIn have groups similar to Facebook or how are those kind of organized? Yeah. So it's a really similar concept. 
like one of the groups that I'm in on there is a women pod- podcasters group. And so when we talk about, you know, different topics that were, if someone had like an episode that just really, really did well for them, like how did that work and what was it about? Who was the guest and stuff like that. So it really is more of just like a like-minded content sharing type of group. Like a lot of Facebook groups are, um, most of them are still like a big group chat. So you can post onto the group wall, just like you could in Facebook where they can show up as your messages. It's really just dependent on your preference, but, um, same similar concept and you can search for groups just like you can on Facebook. So if you were searching for like small business groups in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I could search for that and see if anyone had created one. And if not, you can create it on your own. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. This is blowing my mind. Like now I'm excited to go like log into my LinkedIn account and be like, what's going on over here? I've definitely (laughs) got some updating to do. (laughs) So do you have any other like last minute little tips that you want to share? Is there anything else that's unique to LinkedIn that you want people to know about? Yeah, I would say, you know, it is such a great place to network. And that's really why we're on social media. Like if you're trying to build a business, yes, of course, you're trying to find new clients and leads and stuff like that. But when you have questions or when you're just trying to figure something out and you're like Googling everything to death, chances are like you could get on LinkedIn, throw up a post about how do I do this sales funnel or does anybody need help with headshots or wedding makeup or you know whatever it is on LinkedIn chances are you're going to be able to find what you're looking for on there, which is not um, what people typically think. So if I'm searching for like a, when we were looking for a virtual assistant, that was the first place I looked and then I connected with like 15 virtual assistants and was able just to talk to them like really easily through there. So I think my biggest like piece of advice is don't let it be intimidating because I think traditionally it's intimidating. And if you just make it more about the social and human connection and leave your two cents on posts when people post and you know something about that post or you have like an, a comment or something that could be helpful, just leave your little breadcrumbs everywhere you go. And that's kind of how LinkedIn um, starts to say, yeah, this girl's involved. She's here on this platform. This is great. I'm going to, um, I'm going to let her stuff be seen. And that that's kind of the, the whole point of it. But yeah, just making that human connection and not being intimidated of LinkedIn because it's a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to try it out. I think, you know, there's a lot of people I talk to that are like, oh my gosh, social media wears me out. Like you've got all these different platforms and based on who you're targeting and this and that. And I'm sure some people listening are like, okay, it's just one more place I have to spend my time. But I really do think that it doesn't take a lot of effort to, and I say this a lot, you have to be social, just be social on social media. And so it's not like you're having to go in there and post five times a day and do all these things. Even just starting small, I'm sure makes a difference. And just having your presence on there can be huge when you, without having to spend a ton of time and effort. Yeah. And you know, all of us in business land are like, Oh, the algorithm. Like I've never felt like it worked against me or anything on LinkedIn. And I think the other to to your point really is I post on LinkedIn Monday through Friday, as soon as I get to work and it's 99% of the time, a repurposed piece of content. 
So I definitely have a lot of clients that are like, oh my gosh, I do not want to add another platform. Like I just figured out how to use Pinterest and now I have to add LinkedIn. And I'm like, look, it's a lot more chill than you think. And it's a lot of, you know, repurposed content that you can put on this platform and give it new life. And so um, it's, it's one of those that I say, okay, Monday through Friday. And for the most part, I, I do five posts a week. Sometimes I do four, sometimes I do three. But the platform's still there when I log back on. You know, it has yeah. deteriorated. Like sometimes I feel like Instagram <laughs> as if I haven't posted in a day. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing like, I was just thinking as you were saying, mentioning too about the repurposed content, you know, it, with me having been new to LinkedIn, I have a plethora of content that I've done over the years. I mean, I have enough content to get me through probably six months worth of posting daily and not having to repurpose anything, you know, or, or recycle anything through twice. So I think that's one misconception people have on all platforms is that mm-hmm. your content has to be brand new just to that day, but you can always go back and recycle something you've already done. Or if you wrote a blog post five years ago, that's still relevant, or maybe go update a little bit if it needs updating and then post that, share that, you know, I think that that's a big thing too. And, you know, you mentioned sort of, building up your reputation as sort of the expert on LinkedIn with Mm -hmm. the articles and things like that. That's my big marketing tip I've always given. I have a whole episode on it is that, you know, if you're writing blog posts, this is directly talking mostly to photographers. I know we get caught in this trap is a lot of times photographers, their blog content is this is a session I did, or here's the wedding I shot and here are the photos. And that's not necessarily something people want to go back and read again. And so you need to be creating content that is for your audience. So like if you're a photographer and you're a family photographer and it's, you're in the midst of fall family season, write a blog post about, you know, what to wear for your session or the best locations in your area or the hidden spots that you may not know about for your family session or why an indoor session is a good idea or you know, how to handle kids that are a husband that doesn't want to be there. (laughs) You know, those are the things I think that, um, it doesn't have to be super long. It doesn't have to be super in depth, but those are the things people want to read as opposed to the, Hey, you know, my business started in 2011 and this is this, you know, this is the history of it. Nobody really cares about that as much. Yeah. I love that. And you're so right. Like, I think we get stuck in this thought pattern of, okay, I posted it one time and every single person that follows me saw it. And if I keep posting it and keep talking about it, they're going to be like, whoa, what's wrong with her? Like, I've already seen this and get super freaked out. And in reality on Instagram, I think it's like 2% of your audience sees your stuff. And on Facebook, it's like 3%. So um, that's why I definitely preach like repurposing the content. And I love your take on the different ways to take like a spin on your craft, like photography and make that into an article that's like super digestible for anybody. Because, you know, even on LinkedIn, like, yeah, there's a lot of CEOs and there's a lot of like CFOs. Well, guess what? Those people (laughs) probably have families. They probably take photos. Their daughters or their sons are getting married. Like we can't just box ourselves in and say, well, that platform's not for me because I don't work in corporate America. Um, A lot of my content on there is not geared towards corporate America. It's geared towards you gals we're talking to right now. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, I love that. And yeah, I just thought of an analogy about the the reposting or resharing what you've already done. You know, I 
I try to remember that myself because I'm really bad about like, oh, I've got to create something new. But when you think about it, like your closet, you know, you don't necessarily, and I know I don't, I don't buy new clothes every day. Once I've worn it, it's not going in the trash. I'm going to rewear it. And it's the same thing with your content. You know, your content's like your closet. And sometimes you just got to go dig in the back and find that shirt that you forgot you had and be like, oh yeah, this is perfect for today and put it out there. And I've never once had a friend look at me and go, huh, you wore that same shirt five months ago on a Tuesday when we had lunch. Like they don't pay attention. (laughs) They don't, you know, and so the same thing with your content, they're not going to shame you for sharing something more than once. And if they do, they should unfollow you. Yeah, girl, I'm going to steal that analogy. I'll totally give you a shout out, but that's such a good way to put it. I'm going to totally steal that. And I'll be like, shout out, Kendra. (laughs) Well, it just came to me because I cleaned out my closet this past weekend. I was, we have like a pretty high ceiling. So we have like a seasonal rack and I was like switching out all of my seasonal outfits for um, like shirts and stuff, like putting up the short sleeve ones and summer stuff, bringing in the fall, winter stuff. And, uh, cause you're like me, you're in the South. It's not technically winter yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, might, it might feel like it some days, but most days we're in the seventies. And so anyway, I just happened to be like in closet mode and that's what made me think of it. I was like, Oh, that's a perfect analogy. So yes, steal it away. Anybody listening to this, use it, take it, run with it. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting. I learned a ton. So I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, this is amazing. But tell us where people can find you, how they can get a hold of you, and learn more about you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. You guys are so lucky. Kendra is like such an amazing host. You're so easy to talk to. Oh, thank you. Yes. So you can find me. I hang out probably, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. So Megan Stratton, linkedin.com slash Megan Stratton. Um, I hang out a lot on Instagram. I'm at Meg Strat. And then MeganStratton.com is all the things. Um, The podcast is Unshaken Podcast. And then you can learn more about my course, which is on LinkedIn, um, mentorship programs, all that good stuff, really on Instagram or on MeganStratton.com. So those are the main ways. And I'm going to link to all those on the show notes that people can just go to those and click on it and follow you. And I just realized, I went back when you were mentioning that, I went back and looked at your like I have everybody fill out a form, you know, before they come on the show with all their links and stuff. And I don't have a spot for LinkedIn, um, you know, or LinkedIn, whatever you call yeah. it, address or whatever website. And yeah. I'm like, I need to go add that because if people are using it, I need to be able to link to it. So That's you right, have girl. inspired me to go add that to my <laughs> podcast form for people to add their LinkedIn account on there as well. Because I've got like Facebook and Instagram and podcast and And I was like, oh, I don't think I even have that on there. She's probably like already judging me. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I'm serious. Like most people that are like, hey, I want to talk to you about redoing my LinkedIn profile. They're like, I'm really embarrassed. Don't look at it. I haven't haven't updated it in five years. I'm really sorry. I'm like, girl, that's everybody. So, And that's why they're coming to you. So that's, (laughs) you know, if they were already had it all polished and done, they'd be like, why do you need me? That's right. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And I cannot wait to listen to your podcast and hear all the amazing things you have coming up in the future as well. So thank you for joining us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I hope you were taking notes because that was so full of such great information. I know that during our interview, I was jotting things down as fast as I possibly could because I wanted to remember everything she was saying because I know that LinkedIn is another 
really great place for me to be sharing content and sharing information and connecting with other boss babes who would be interested in everything we have going on at the Girl Means Business community right now. However, I just was not aware of how to use it within my business. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Megan for sharing her wisdom, sharing her tips and expertise, and make sure you go check out their Unshaken podcast. I've been listening to it for the past couple of months, and it's so stinking good. And just their Southern charm, and just they have such a great way of talking with each other through different topics, whether it's business, life, motherhood, marriage, all the things. So definitely go check out their podcast as well. All of those are linked in the show notes. Just head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 46. Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful week here at the Girl Means Business Podcast. We will see you back here next week, same time, same place. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.